What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Discussing Art here, the NFT podcast. We have a tremendous show ready for y'all today. We're going to be looking back at 2021, the year that was the amazing NFT projects that came out of it, and a current look at where they are at nowadays in January of 2022. Guys, stay tuned because we have a tremendous episode coming up for you in just a second. Thank you. Thank you for that tremendous intro, Mr. NFT Logan. I am your host, Jeremiah Long, a.k.a. JL the Artist. Thank you so much for joining us on another amazing episode of Discussing Art. Now, what is Discussing Art? It is a podcast that we bring you via video and via podcast um, broadcast every week that explains the history of art. Now, our focus is on NFT art at least at this time, I'm a great person when it comes to art history. I love to talk about all aspects of art, non-digital, digital, renaissance, onto paint, onto 3D, AR, into the world for landscape, into the world for graffiti art. I love all aspects of art. But the reason that I have started this podcast with a focus on NFT art is because I want to explore this world with you. I've been exploring this world for a while now, and it's just exciting. There's so much going on, and there's a huge opportunity for artists, for art collectors, and for people who are interested in the digital technology underlying digital art and crypto art to really come together and explore an incredible new landscape and a new world. Well, this landscape has been developing for a while. And let me just put it there. How are you doing, Mr. Logan Landers? I'm doing tremendous. I, I am having a great Monday so far. As always, happy to be on the podcast talking about some NFTs. And I'm excited to see what these what what everyone's doing nowadays and uh, just kind of how they did in 2021 going into early 2022 in January. It's an exciting time, man. It really is. Absolutely. And, you know, and I just wanted to uh, give that moment to highlight things because on this particular episode, I wanted to give everyone an overview of the second renaissance of NFTs. NFTs really started in their own way sometime between 2011 and 2014. In 2014, on January the 13th, in fact, the first real, what we think of as NFTs today was issued. And that particular nft is simply referred to as test the test asset some would call it it is an nft that was issued on the counterparty platform which is a bitcoin based platform back in 2014 well after that happened things started to go crazy throughout 2014 and 2015 there were amazing artists creating incredible works of art, including meme artwork, including high-end, like, beautiful artwork, and including physical artwork that was tied to the blockchain. And throughout that ha happening, you had incredible early projects like Spell of Genesis, uh, Sarutobi Island, and you had other incredible uh, projects that were art and meme-based, such as Rare Prepes. And then you had some amazing uh, art that was just now becoming part of the art world, such as the Nilly Coin or iCoke or iTwitter or iLove, a lot of tokens that were actually meant to be art that were early on the blockchain. 
Well, fast forward past all of those early blockchain experiments onto the launch of Ethereum. Well, what was different about Ethereum and what really changed the game with Ethereum is the ability to have complicated smart contracts attached to these NFTs. So when you got into that era, you started to launch into all these other great experiments. And from 2015 through 2017, you had these incredible experiments going on in the NFT world where people were creating these various NFTs with different properties and just experimenting with the idea between art and utility so that those each of the tokens not only was a, a marker on the internet or a marker on Web3 in the crypto world, but also each of these tokens had a usefulness that went beyond just existing or just verifying the time and date attached to them. So you had all these great experiments going on. And that's when in 2017, we really got into our first renaissance of the NFT world. You had projects like CryptoKitties that came out. You have projects like CryptoPunks. And you have a wide variety of other amazing early NFT projects that we'll go into a lot more in depth in another episode. But for now, or go back and listen to our early NFTs episode, also on our podcast. You can check that out anytime you like. Just look up our introduction to counterparty and early NFTs. And we talk about the entire history of NFTs all the way up to the point we're starting today on that episode. So go and tune into that episode and enjoy that one. Go just really check out all the in-depth information. There's some really great projects that you may have never heard of involved with that, that project. So as you went from 2017 into 2018, that's when the real first renaissance of NFTs began. And that's when a standard for for standardizing the way we make NFTs started to emerge prominently that was really going to define things in the new NFT era. And that protocol is called the ERC-721 standard. Now, that's a big tech term that means that the NFT has specific properties that allow it to be ownable and tradable. And those ownable properties being being standardized really changed the game for NFTs as we got into 2018. Now, in 2018, I will tell you, hundreds of literally hundreds if not thousands of quality nft projects launched in 2018 but also something very monumental happened in february of 2018 and this is something to keep in mind as we look in the crypto world in general in february of 2018 there was a massive cryptocurrency crash and cryptocurrencies crashed down from their all-time highs of the time by as much as 80 percent or more and so when that happened to the mainstream um, cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin, such as Ethereum, then the development of NFT projects, the inter interest in NFT projects, and the money that was being funded in funneled into NFT projects suddenly just dived off and went somewhere else. So the only people who stayed with NFTs from 2018 up until the beginning of 2021 were, were a combination of the OGs, the people who loved the technology and wanted to keep exploring it, the people who knew that one day NFTs would eventually have their resurgence, and finally, the people who just held and hodled for the entire time and were like, I'm never selling, I, this is mine, I own this forever, it's it's permanently on the Ethereum blockchain, and I'm just happy to hold on to my assets. So people did a lot of holding on to their assets for about two years from 2018 through 2020. And that's when 
a lot of projects began to really think there may be a new chance to emerge. And in the beginning of 2021, we had the second renaissance of NFT art and utility. And what I'd love to really just drive into the ground for anyone listening or watching our podcast is that the 2021 timeline of NFTs literally changed the way that we think about the NFT world. It created this strong and thriving NFT culture that has permeated all aspects of our life from not just the people who are into art and not just people who are into cryptography, but also people who are general collectors, people who love art, people who have been involved with the digital art world, maybe as an artist for many years, that are finally found their way of using cryptography and using NFTs as a tool to get their artwork in front of people and to be able to explore that artwork with others. And then the final thing that really changed was the ability to have a marketplace such as OpenSea, and OpenSea has been around for several, several years, but having a marketplace like OpenSea where everyone used the network effect, which means everyone used it, and used that network effect to come together and create a society that we all had a shared common language and a shared common bonds through our ups and downs as we experienced the year 2021 together. But that brings me to the project layout. So, Mr. Logan Landers, as you look at this 2021 NFT timeline, and let me just preface this, that this is a fully incomplete list. Hundreds, if not thousands, literally thousands of other successful projects launched during 2021. This list is not meant to be exhaustive. It's also not a list that I personally put together. So there are some choices made on here of specific projects that I would have probably changed out for others. For example, there's no Forgotten Runes Wizard Cult on here, and what are you even talking about if you don't include them? So, you know, there's there are certain projects that aren't included on here, but we're just going to use this particular timeline because it is a it's a generally accepted timeline of many of the, of the successful projects that were mentioned in 2021. It also does not include any of the rug pulls or any of the, the more controversial projects. So question to you, Mr. Logan, as you look at this timeline, what are the first things that stick out to you? Just, uh, you know, on the eye test. Well, the first one I saw just kind of going down the timeline here is, uh, of course, I saw the Board 8 Yacht Club ghost. I see the Cool Cats, of course, got to represent. And I see a bunch of ones I, I've yet to hear of. I see ones like Deadfellas. Uh, I see ones like the Sevens. And also the Fame Lady Squad, just ones that I'm not too familiar with. And like you said, this isn't a complete list, right? There's going to be ones that aren't on the list or, or on the list that we might not, we, we collectively might not have heard of. But that, that's just kind of the, the, the beauty of it, right? You get to learn about new stuff pretty much every single second uh, I mean, in this community. And, I mean, I, I can't wait to see what this timeline is going to bring us. But, yeah, I do see some ones that we've, we definitely covered here on the show. I've seen in my own uh, personal viewing, but also ones that I'm not too familiar with. Absolutely. And something else to say about this particular timeline. Um, again, it's not even close to definitive. Um, there are some some choices on here, like adding in some of the airdrops that are associated with various um, communities and leaving out some of the, the primary things that, you know, are important that, you know, I just want to make a note again, this is not a definitive timeline. And by no means is this meant to capture the true the true overview of 2021's NFT world, but just to give you a broad basis of some of the things that were historically and NFT culturally significant as we went through. 
So I'm going to go backwards, actually, because I want to just mention the different projects on here, but I want to work our way backwards so that we can talk about where we were at at certain points in the history of this and where we ended up later. So I am going to jump around a little bit, but I did want to start first and just talk about the end of the, of the cycle real quick. So as we got to the end of the cycle, everyone was very focused on utility for their project because utility in the NFT world is a big difference than just collecting art. When you just collect art and you just are the owner of a specific art token, then you can appreciate that art. You can, you know, you could resell it. You could, you know, um, talk about the fact that you have, you know, ownership of it. But, you know, and this was a big criticism of a lot of um, NFT culture from an outside perspective is they're like, well, you don't get anything. You don't, you don't get anything by having an NFT. Well, as we knew in the very, you know, in the fourth quarter of 2021, the focus on DeFi and tokenomics and membership club utility and benefits to your utility, all those things were very top of mind for the NFT collections that launched in the last quarter of 2021. So when you had something like Doodles or Bulls on the Block or Mad Rabbits, Mechaverse, when you had the King Frogs and Gold Grills, the Seven, G-Evils, Robotos, Lazy Lions, all the way back to something like Dead Fellas in the summer, all of those projects had to have an aspect of their roadmap that clearly would show that you didn't just receive a piece of great art, that you actually would receive membership to a private club, that you would potentially receive uh, additional airdrops of additional art and utility type art that would be useful within the the collection there would be a tokenomics aspect that could potentially drop you an airdrop you a token like a crypto a separate cryptocurrency token there are other club aspects you know such as uh, private discords there are other uh, utility aspects that have yet to be developed yet that have to do with the metaverse and how that your characters can interact with the metaverse. But just keep it in mind, as we were going through in that fourth quarter of 2021, it was absolutely critical for big projects to have a roadmap that defined all of this utility for the project beyond the art itself. And the reason I wanted to mention that about the fourth quarter and about why that was so important is because I think in the NFT community, we've had a lot of extremely short memories. And what I mean by that is when a great project comes along or a completely dastardly project comes along, one that rug pulls all of its participants, disappears with, all, with millions of dollars worth of F, and just leaves you high and dry with nothing but a community to figure yourself out – those communities were still being promised great utility. They were still being promised these long roadmaps. They were being promised the moon and the stars to get them to part with their hard-earned F. And so I just wanted to be very clear that the reason that so many projects that seemed very important at the time do not appear on this timeline was because those projects did not have a true solid fundamental basis underneath them. They did not have a doxed team or a team that was known that is in the industry and that is in the community that you know is not going to leave you high and dry. They did not really have a plan as to what they were going to do with their their club and their their timeline and with you know with what they were deciding to do. And they or they you know, just for their, not their own, you know, not because they were bad or because things didn't work out, but just because of the way of the world and the way that attention shifts to other 
high-profile or FOMO-based projects, the attention went away from certain really beautiful, amazing projects onto other ones that may just be junk, just to be honest, because of these short memories that a lot of NFT collectors and flippers and people involved with the community have. And, you know, it is no one's fault but our own that we allow people to wow us with the next, you know, you're going to miss it opportunity. But just to say that there are several projects that have come and gone. And one I could mention that was early on in the timeline was Ethlings. I could mention so many projects that had incredible potential, but due to factors either outside of their control or due to other projects sucking the air out of the room or due to projects just not quite having that backing behind them that they actually needed to survive, those projects have basically hit the dustbin of history already less than one year later. So we're talking about less than one year ago. If Okay, so – and I just want to bring that back to the top of this chart with hash masks on January the 28th. Every single notable 2021 project – that we will talk about today, every single project, 100% of these projects are less than one year old. And let me just slow down and just say that one more time. Every project that we hold dear that minted in 2021, and I do not care if you're talking about bored apes, cool cats, ghosts, sup ducks, we're talking about the seven, we're talking about doodles, you're talking about hash masks, I do not care which project we're talking about. None of these projects are even one year old. So that is a significant thing to think about. If we think about the incredible rise, the incredible time that each of us probably spend talking about these communities, spending time in these communities, helping to grow these communities, exploring the benefits of these communities, it is crucial that you realize that none of these projects is even one year old, and many of them are only just a few months old. So it is absolutely crucial you think about that as we go forward in 2022, and you think about what projects that you want to put your time behind, what projects that you find amazing and intriguing, and what projects that you feel like will have legs in the long term. Because at this time, even if we think that something like Cool Cats that, that was born on June the 27th, if we think that those projects will absolutely be legendary, just keep in mind we have some time to find out whether that will be true or not. Even for a project like the Board Ape Yacht Club that seems to have become legendary and seems to have become one of the most meaningful projects in NFT history, launched on April the 22nd, 2021, less than nine months ago, that is just an incredible thing to think about as you think about how much time, if you are an NFT community member, that you spend thinking and talking about these projects. These projects are in their absolute infancy. So that's why I wanted to go all the way back from where I was mentioning the, the, the quarter four NFTs that we have found so important and so amazing and the culture around the fourth quarter of 2021 where every single NFT project had to have an amazing roadmap with incredible structure, an awesome team, beautiful art, and an, a lot of benefits that go down the road. So as you think about that, just remember that these projects are absolutely new. You probably have a t-shirt that's far older than any of these projects in your 
in your jewel right now. So that's just something really important to think about. Um, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to go back to the top now. And I just want to mention one more thing about why I feel like short memories have been really detrimental to the NFT culture and to the NFT community. When we look at just a couple of the early projects of 2021, including Hash Masks and Cyber Kongs, those two particular projects I'd like to make a note of. And why is that? Well, Hash Masks is a project that is considered a fine art project. It works great as an avatar, but it's originally launched as a mixed artist um, project of fine art where they took over 40 anonymous artists had them draw different aspects and different traits of the of the actual hash masks and then they anonymously took technology using python scripts and other amazing to in, inside technology to combine those elements into 16,000 pieces of unique art well that the the hash masks hits every single one of the early things that eventually became extremely important to our NFT community. So it was a generative project using, you know, using elements to generate, using computer elements to generate the art. In the, so each piece is unique. There, so another aspect of it, it is a large scale project, 10K plus, it was a 16K project. Another aspect of it is that it actually has the IP rights to the art given to the holder. So for each hash, hash mask that a person holds, they actually control the intellectual property rights to do something with that piece of art as if they had drawn the piece of art themselves. So if you have, like for in my personal example, I have a blue lion lady hash mask, right? I could choose to make a comic book out of her. I could put her on a t-shirt. I could license her to a major, you know, manufacturing you know, co company for coffee, for example, and have Blue Lion coffee on the, you know, on the on the labeling. I could use, you know, her to create 3D avatars. I could create my own derivative art based on her. I could create 3D art or AR, whatever I desire, as if I had created her from scratch myself. I have those rights to do, even to a commercial level where I could create commercially sellable products based on my hash mask now you will see all so many so many projects go in and out of this idea of of giving the ip over to the the project holder and not all um, projects do this and not all projects have a have an exact similar idea but a similar one where maybe they give you a non-exclusive license where you also have rights but the hash mask did things differently from the beginning, launching January the 28th, 2021. They gave over the intellectual property rights to each mask that you own to the holder. So that's a unique thing that started off with hash masks and has continued to be a trend throughout 2021 into 2022 with your NFTs. So there's another pioneering thing that the hash mask did. Another pioneering aspect of the hash mask is their tokenomics. The hash masks are minted each or weren't minted each without a name. So it would be hash mask number 15, for example, right? Well, hash mask number 15 has a ability in the smart contract to take a separate cryptocurrency that the that each hash mask emits called NCT or name change token. You may take a certain number of those tokens, 1800 to be exact, 
and take those over take those the, those cryptocurrencies that you possess over to the hashmask website and then burn that amount of cryptocurrency and exchange for that burn you will get to name your hashmask permanently on the ethereum blockchain by using that tokenomic utility so you've got this hashmask and each one emits 10 nct per day like each day you get you receive 10 nct into a privately held fund that you can claim anytime you want as long as you hold the hash mask that is essentially used as the key to unlock that private nct vault that you hold your emitted hash tokens hash mask tokens so all that's to say as we before we get too deep in the woods that hash mask also have a tokenomic token that is included with them that it's emitted without having to stake your nft for for the next 10 years until the emissions immediately stop and the token nct becomes deflationary so that's a yet another pioneering aspect of that project that has traced all the way down through the lines of all through 2021 and into 2022 we think of that tokenomic aspect of receiving a token and having a tokenomic associated with your art to be a pretty valuable asset and at valuable utility if we are considering joining an NFT community so that's just another pioneering thing that the hashmas did the last one that I'll mention which is only kind of thought of as a negative now is a bonding curve. The hash mask started out as a very, very low cost project. And with each hash mask that was um, minted, we got closer to another level of a bonding curve that increased the price so that the final hash masks had to be purchased for a hundred Ethereum, a hundred Ethereum. And until that final hash mask was purchased and the minting was complete, the reveal of which hash mask you actually ended up with was not going to enact. So that's just a lot of um, other things that happened. And the big learning and takeaway that we had from hash mask was that people didn't like a FOMO bonding curve that went up. So very few projects once we got into the middle of 2021, have used any type of upward scaling bonding curve since then. It's an it's an aspect of the the you know the NFT community that we collectively decided we were not very happy about, which is one of the reasons that when Board Ape Yacht Club launched on April the 22nd, they decided to do what they refer to as a quote fair launch, which meant that every token had the same price of 0.08 Ethereum. So you could have minted a board ape for the first two weeks that they launched which is how long it about a week and a half or so about 10 days is how long it took them to complete their original minting but you could have minted a board ape yacht club um avatar for 0.08 ethereum at the time so that is a big learning that we all had coming from hash mask and then coming into board apes is that we like these fair distributions where all the price of the, each item were the same, regardless of how of the rarity, regardless of when you minted, and regardless of whether or not you were on a whitelist. So those were some of the really interesting aspects of those early those early um, projects. And that's another one I want to give a shout out to the CyberKongs. CyberKongs is another one that was an early one. This was originally a hand drawn piece of a thousand uh, CyberKongs. Those a thousand Genesis CyberKongs have a tokenomic where they receive five banana each day and as of the broadcast of this banana actually has a pretty high um ethereum price in exchange so people felt like that 
that aspect of the project with Banana that they have used deeply with utility that they're integrating into their project is another really key aspect of the tokenomics of these projects. So I'm just going to like just fly through and mention some some little quick overviews of some of the other great projects from early in 2021. So after the Board Ape Yacht Club started minting on April the 22nd, another great notable is a one of one artist in a non-generative project, an artist who created each piece one at a time and then minted them using the OpenSea contract. Nothing really special, nothing incredible except the fact that his art is absolutely amazing, and that was Ghosts which started on May May the 2nd. Then just after that on May the 3rd, the second project that or the excuse me, the third project that was involved with Larva Labs, the people who created CryptoPunks came out and they released MeBits and MeBits is this awesome voxel-based character design that was originally able to be minted by anyone who had a CryptoPunk for free and then they had a public sell with a pretty high price point on um me bits that you know for anyone else that wanted to mint so that project came out became legendary and still to this day is mostly only really trafficked by ogs and people that are into the higher end of nft market because me bits are not a very accessible project when it comes to the floor value or to the, co the community itself so right after that on may the 11th which is actually delayed from a week from the original launch you had v friends and VFriends launched as Gary V's original project with his original art, and he has been deeply, deeply committed to the community and NFTs ever since, trying to find ways to build value, trying to find ways to build community, and trying to find ways to show that he is committed for the next 45 years to these pieces of art that he has given as tokens and as an exchange for his VFriends uh, VCon conference that will air to go for the next at least three years. So he, he provided that value, and that was one of the first big launches of 2021 that brought in a massive number of new NFT collectors and people who had never before collected NFTs. So shout out to the VFriends. So I'm just going to fly through some of the others and not give a, you know, a full description, but just mention some of the other important ones of the time. On May 16th, you had Crypto Trunks come out. Crypto Trunks are pixelated tree art and that have a long roadmap and a lot of great utility behind them. You had May 20th with Arabian Camels. Arabian Camels was actually the first big media corporation I remember starting up to create uh, NFT art and com comics and animation and a lot of really cool aspects like that. They've struggled to really get their um, their people behind them as they've launched their other aspects of their um, of their of their project, including two other uh, adjacent projects that are very important. But just keeping in mind that Arabian Camels was an early and very important uh, launch. Another very important launch, especially at the time, if you had been around or if you were around in the NFT community at the end of May when the Bonsai Trees by uh, Zen NFT uh, came out, those the hype around these things were just incredible. It's one of the first ones that I remember people talking about losing gas wars. And a gas war is when you go to confirm your transaction on the blockchain, and then someone else uses a higher amount of gas fees, which are required to 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 pay to the miners to um to complete your transaction. They used a higher amount of quote gas than the same participant. And so the one person lost and did not have their transaction verified, and one person did have their transaction verified. So the person who 
lost and was not able to get their transaction verified, they lose a little bit of the gas that they paid. They they their transaction is unconfirmed, and then they do not get to mint their product if other people complete the mint before they're able to. So that all goes to say that if you live in the NFT community, we face these things called gas wars that have not been fixed yet. And if not, you know, we haven't found a perfect solution except to scale to L2 now. But those gas wars really affected a lot of these projects because it would make people feel really disheartened if they attempted to mint these NFTs and they were unable to do so. Another huge, huge controversial project minted right after that on June the 8th called Super Yeti. People thought that Super Yeti would be the most intriguing, amazing project of all. And immediately after the gas wars and the crazy mints and all that, things just really started to fall apart with that project. I don't even know the exact story behind why things fell apart. And I think that's probably a good thing because it would probably just make me mad and probably just make me angry as to the short memories in the NFT community and why that we just drown ourselves in bad ideas at times. So that, you know, when that happened, you know, we, we really wanted to see what was going on with it, but we just, <laughs> I was not, I thought that super Yeti was a cash grab. I was not happy with the art. And so I stayed away from it and I'm thankful for that because we all can't make the perfect decisions on these. Lots of us jump into amazing projects that we feel will be legendary. And sometimes it turns out they're not. So one of the ones that had a similar story during that time on June 8th was the gutter cat gang. Gutter Cat Game had this incredible art, still does, that kind of has a similar feel to the Board Ape Yacht Club, except with cats. So as that art began to get its, you know, traction, there were a lot of really cool, you know, cool guys in, you know, the NFT community who were really happy about it. But it just wasn't getting the traction they expected, and they were going to try to mint out, you know, an eight to ten k collection, and they were unable to get the traction they wanted in the amount of time that they wanted. So what they did in their community is they decided to cut off minting at about three thousand mints, and then just focus on the community members that had minted with the three thousand, and that's actually worked really well for them because they, while they had a very small community at first, they were eventually able to launch gutter rats, gutter pigeons, and gutter dogs. And those pieces of art brought in more people to their community and helped to their community to grow. Other projects that minted around the same time were The Alien Boy on June the 12th, Wicked Craniums on June the 14th, The Board Ape Kennel Club, which was the first airdrop for the Board Ape Yacht Club, was on the June 18th, Slacker Duck Pond on June 24th, and then we have to stop and mention on June 27th, Cool Cats NFT. This project wanted to launch at 0.06 Ethereum, but it was an amazing time to be alive in the NFT community. As you saw, the cool cats at the time at 0.06 were struggling. And we've talked about this on a whole other episode that you can go in and explore all about cool cats here on Discussing Art. Just look up our episode about cool cats, and we discuss the exact details of what was going on. But they were not getting the momentum they expected. They also were dealing with a lot of FUD, which is fear, unlo- uh, fear uncertainty, and doubt that was being dealt in their in their uh, Discord, where people just weren't sure if this was going to be a legendary product, a legendary project. They didn't know that the artist had been around for years. They didn't know the exact history. They didn't know, you know, what to think of it. They had a brand new dev who was just getting into smart contracts that's now become legendary. Um, but at the time, you, people just didn't know. Well, so to fix any kind of, you know, worries that the community had, they decided to lower their mint price from 0.06 to 0.02 Ethereum. 
And so you could have minted a Cool Cat NFT around June 27th after their launch for 0.02 Ethereum all day long. And many people did that felt really strong about the project early on. Me, I found the project just after the mint and I bought my two cool cats on secondary for 0.025, so still really close to the mint price. And I was and the more research I did, the more that I just knew that I really loved this project and that I loved every aspect of what the artists and the devs were doing. And so I really just thought this was a cool project and I just decided to be involved. Well, you know, that was a great decision for me, but Many, many others did not see that opportunity, just as I didn't see the opportunity for many other projects such as Board Apes at the time that you know I could have joined. So just as every person will find amazing projects that they are able to jump in early to support and to watch really grow, we never know what will happen with other projects as they continue to grow. So just keeping this in mind, again, with the short memories of the NFT community, we're talking about June of last year. June, my friends. So we're still only, I what, like nine months into the into Cool Cats, like at the most. And so yeah, we're we're still in the very, very early stages of any of these projects, including Cool Cats, including Board API Club. We're still months away from either of these projects being even one year old. So just keep that in mind as you go through and you see amazing projects. There are plenty of opportunities to join with these communities, plenty of opportunities to learn more about communities, and plenty of time to take your time and find a community that you feel absolutely solid about. Then, you know, this is what I would tell people, and this is not financial advice. I personally do not think that I will join a community unless I wanted to stay in that community for at least five years. And if I didn't feel like I could be a part of that community for the next five years, then even if I feel like People might think it's legendary or that people might have an opinion about what the value is. I kind of stay away because I want to be a part of great communities that continue to grow year after year, day after day. So on the same exact day as Cool Cats, Bulls on the Block minted. Bulls on the Block is a great looking project. I know a lot of people who jumped into Bulls on the Block and felt like that was really one of their favorite projects. It may still be one of their favorite projects, but it's interesting to see the trajectory of two projects that launched on the same day, depending on where the communities have taken and where the teams have taken those uh, projects. So that's just to say that there's an interesting comparison to be made on projects that are minted on the same exact date from 2021. Well, as we go through, I'm going to fly through just a few more of these. Visitors of I'm a Degen, another great project that is um, 3D Aliens, Untamed Elephants, a project launch with a great mission to make sure to help the dwindling real-life elephant population of the world. And if you look it up, it's going to make you sad. There are just hundreds, literally only hundreds of elephants left in the wild thousands left when it comes to a couple species, but by no means tens or hundreds of thousands and by no means millions of a single species of elephant left in the real world on our entire planet. So that's something to think about. You had goats launch after right that and the uh, goats de maison, um, the gutter rats drop. And then you had a, one of the first, if not the first PFP 10 K project that was a hundred percent female focused. And that was the fame lady squad. And we'll go into a whole episode about Fame Lady Squad in the future, but just know that this project had an incredible early rise and an incredible early, you know, 
issues that were dealt with by the community, including finding out that the founders of the project were in fact not females, finding out that the project leaders and the project community, uh, be people that began that project, were intending to leave the project and create other fake projects. There was a lot of there was a lot of things going on. So in the end. The community actually took the contract and the community away from the original developers and sent them on their way so that we could grow and create an even better, more structurally sound project led by female creators, led by female community members, and create and go from Fame Lady Squad being essentially a rug pull into it now being one of the most iconic projects that has come out. Again, we're talking about July. So, I mean, these are projects that are only seven months old. So, I mean, again, while some of these projects have become legendary already, think of the long-term aspect of some of these projects and where they could go in the next four to five years. So speaking straight to that, you've got some very strong communities still coming up with uh, the Dog Pound that minted on July the 12th, Sup Ducks that minted on July the 16th. And then in this particular timeline, this is why you know I want to mention that this timeline, of course, is not complete. They mentioned that Weird Wells minted on July the 19th. What is Weird Wells? Weird Wells is a set of Creative Commons um, elements of wells and hats and other like pixel elements that were combined by a 12-year-old creator out of the UK, and he launched his own from complete project that sold out around July 19th. Well, the reason that I feel that this timeline is very incomplete is because Weird Wells would not exist if it weren't for another project called the Boring Banana Company. The Boring Banana Company launched their banana um, NFT project in June of 2021, uh, and that project actually – actually, I've got the date wrong. I think it was May, actually. Um, I'll find the exact date for you. But that as, that project launched with a focus on NFT education in the community. And I am also a member of the Boring Banana Company. It's one of my favorite ones because of their education and because they specifically, after their launch – went in and did live broadcasts that showed you how to take their smart contract template and modify it so that you could launch your own NFT collection. They also showed you how to take the elements of art that you had created and use a Python script in a computer to generate the art using a generative process. They opened up the world of generating art and of creating NFT smart contracts to a large number of people. And I can't tell you how many projects probably launched based off the information they gained by being a member of the Boring Banana Company. So Weird Wells is one of those projects that launched based off the information that that young man got uh, got from being a member of the Boring Banana Company. He found his smart contract information, he found his Python script generation information, and he combined that knowledge with his own research and his parents' help to create Weird Wells and launch a sellout project for a 12-year-old boy. So this, you know, this young man has done some great work, and we just want to give him a shout-out. But also just to mention that all this is made possible by a utility that was provided by another NFT collection. So that's just a huge thing. You had Pudgy Penguins that launched on July 22nd to huge fanfare, huge ups and downs for the people in that community. They've seen it rise to a 7th floor. They've seen it fall back below a 1th floor since then. 
we don't talk about value much here on discussing art because to me value is intrinsic when it comes to art and utility is intrinsic and the aspects of what value are are not something that i'm super concerned with what i'm concerned with is do you like the art do you like the community do you like the utility then we want to explore those aspects of what those things mean and you know value can be left to the history books so moving on down, we had the Vogu collection, another collection that had its own issues with minting, with bots, with people fighting gas wars. There's a lot of projects in here that are iconic because of the story behind the way they were created in the mint as much, if not more so, than the art and utility created by the collection itself. So as we go back through here, too, um, in July 27th, 27th, we had World of Women, which was one of the first female um, you know, PFP projects, the second one you know, that was really popular after Fame Lady Squad, and the first one that had fully doxed known female creators within the project. So that project has become very legendary in the 2021 timeline because of its ties to the female NFT creators and the fact that we did not and still do not have enough female and minority creators that get highlighted within the community and become known as prominent and historical um, NFT collections. So that particular collection has been doing incredible work, not just within their own community, but to help and uplift other female NFT artists throughout the rest of the year on into 2022, where we see them even committing further and partnering with the UN, with the United Nations, to have an aspect of their project that uh, continues to provide funding, resources, and highlights female creators and females in the space, as well as helping females around the world in a general way, including education and um, economy and you know all the aspects of helping other women. So we love that project for that. As you go down through here, and other ones I just wanted to mention, uh, Bears on the Block minted on July 31st, Robato's was on August 3rd, Lazy Lions minted on August the 6th, and La Lazy Lions uh, not a project that I'm involved with, but I love the art. The art for Lazy Lions is so awesome. It's so crisp. It's so beautiful. And I have heard nothing but amazing things about how connected that community is. Then on August the 13th, we had Dead Fellas. And that's one that Logan had mentioned earlier, you know, that stood out to him. You know, it was like one he hadn't heard of and didn't know much about yet. But I'll tell you this Dead Fellas is a really cool avatar based, you know, zombie project with cool cats style art, you know, that's got this uh, bubbly kind of bright colored appearances, even though that we're talking about zombies and, and, you know, and head injuries and all these, and, you know, funny, you know, uh, zombie related, you know, meme jokes inside of the artwork, but you've got this incredible, beautiful artwork. And actually um, the, the group that made dead fellas actually coordinated with ghosts and did a crossover piece with uh with the dead fellas as did uh the cool cats they've they've done some collaborations with some of these other um uh, other creators as well to create other you know connectivity between those those communities so as you got through you had another incredible gas war slash just wild you know time with uh owen one force or oni force where these amazing high-end, like beautiful avatar arts came out, but the the hype behind them was so great that it caused people to lose a lot of gas 
as they try to confirm their transactions. It also calls people to have a lot of misgivings as to how they felt the project was going and who was involved with it, including influencers. So the story itself, again, with with Ani Force is one of the most intriguing aspects of it beyond the art and the community. So as I fly through here, I just want to mention a couple others of note. Um, the Koala Intelligence Agency on August 21st. Adam Bomb Squad on August 22nd, which is involved with an incredible designer, one that, you know, has this awesome following and just launched his program to, you know, really expand his reach. You had the whole loot era of the 2021 timeline that started on August 21st or 27th. And just giving the most broad overview, loot is super stripped down on-chain NFT information that you can use however you want. So what the thought process behind Loot is, you would take this on-chain information and you will integrate it in the future into other games, into worldwide web-type interfaces, metaverses, into any other NFT projects. And for a while, the all of the air in the NFT community was sucked into this idea of Loot and Loot derivatives so, you know, that's another part of the timeline and the story that we'll always remember as 2021 community members is the, is when everything turned to loot and everyone was so obsessed with figuring out the next way to do a loot-style project. Well, then on August the 28th, you had Creature World come out. And Creature World is one that, again, I'm not a member of that community, but watching the amazing art and watching the amazing community develop around like how strong people love this art and the artist is just, it's been really amazing. And they've got a lot of other community things that they're working on right now that'll be emerging throughout 2022. You had the mutant ape yacht club drop coming on August the 29th. This was a long promised thing from the board ape yacht club roadmap. And when it finally came to fruition, it's one of the things that really cemented the board ape yacht club as being legendary because they did such a great job with their board ape or their mutant ape yacht club. They had this incredible artwork that mirrored the, the traits of the original board ape yacht club. They gave them incredible utility, granting them access to the board ape yacht club by being members. They expanded their community by, you know, up to 15,000 new NFTs, which meant that a lot of new community members have been able to find their way into the board ape yacht club through the mutant ape yacht club. And they just did a great job of launching it. And people were overall very satisfied with the way that the mutant ape yacht club launched. So that's a huge thing. And very important to note within the history of 2021 NFTs, because there were so many quality projects that had so many issues with their launches, including gas wars, including influencer pumps, including people finding ways to game the system. And this was one launch that people felt went really well and that people felt the value was really there on their Mutant Ape Yacht Club items. So shout out to that one because it, it did really set a precedent for high quality as we came into this last quarter and just to mention again, there are so many cash grabs, so many rug pulls, so many projects that have come and gone just within 2021. So as I as I mentioned, and for and forgive me for not mentioning so many you know good projects that are not on this timeline, there are so many more facets to what the 2021 NFT world had become and and developed through, and all of the battle tested, battle ready people that came through it. Then I just want to make sure to highlight that one more time that there's no way that we'll even come close to scratching the surface of the best and worst of 2021. And just letting you know that we are leaving out a the vast majority of 2021 rug pulls and cash grabs and 
and you know negative projects because I just don't want to throw shade at people and their progress and what they did or didn't do. So just know that you know if you uh, minted a rug pull project in 2021, then you are among the us that have all done that. And if you are part of a project that just hasn't moved from 2021, that is really amazing that you really believe in, just know that your time will come as long as that community continues to thrive, grow, and the team behind it continues to fulfill either their roadmap or just continues to stay connected with the community. Because I will tell you this, that this is the second renaissance of NFTs here in 2021, but there are ass- there are assets from 2014, 2015, and 2016 that are amazing and legendary that you may not even find out about till this year, but just know that those communities have still been thriving and growing in the background that entire time. So it sometimes takes a while before people really get the recognition they deserve for their NFT project or for their community as a whole. So as we round that last corner, we had G evils that came out on September 1st. We had the sevens that came out on September 3rd and the sevens were another absolutely hyped project an incredible amount of detail in the artwork and in a wild ride when the minting began and someone uh, created an incredible bot that was able to bypass the one, the one purchase limit per wallet and somehow purchase over a hundred of these sevens simultaneously and spending just tremendous amount of gas to do so. So, you know, shout out to the community over there and shout out to the story behind how they launched. It's just incredible. You had items like uh, Grills Gang and King Frogs and the other gutter items coming out. And then as we get through the end of this timeline that only goes to October and does not go into all of the incredible metaverse you know, properties that launched in November and December of, the, of last year, I just want to mention you know, Mechaverse. Mechaverse is this incredibly high-end um, Gundam Wing-looking artwork that – you know, had a long tail of, you know, exciting, you know, build up as the community got bigger and bigger and was waiting and waiting and waiting. They had, you know, I believe they had over a hundred thousand on their Twitter by the time they launched. Maybe I'm off on that by a factor, but an incredible amount of, of a community access and community intrigue with this one. And then they launched on an, a lottery system where everyone went in and, you know, checked in essentially. And then they found out whether or not that their wallet had been, you know, set to be part of the whitelist. And so, you know, this one mints it out and then the it was an absolute, you know, thrill ride for a lot of people. The the floor became really high before the items were revealed and there was so much intrigue that went back and forth with the mechaverse. So, if you were part of, you know, the the NFT community during any of these launches from hash masks all the way through doodles, I just want to commend you and say thank you for being here. We're all so early. Just one more reminder that absolutely none of the projects that we have spoken about today, none of them are even one year old. So you are early. We are all very early to the NFT world. We're all very early to the 2021 second renaissance of NFTs as we come into 2022. And I just wanted to tell you that you have a chance to be a part of this community if you want to. You have a chance to launch your own project if you would like. You have a chance to learn all about these great projects and find your way to become part of these communities. There are incredible opportunities still occurring. And the biggest opportunity that I would like to highlight is what's not on this list. There are 2021 NFTs and communities 
that are working so hard in the background to eventually become legendary that I just, and I'm not even going to mention any names, but there are a lot of projects out there that are worth taking a second, a third, or even a fourth look at and just deciding for yourself, would you like to be a part of the community? Is it something that's accessible to you? Is it something that you like? And, you know, on the most basic parts, do you like the art, the community, and the utility that the token will provide? So if all those are big yeses for you from a project that is very likely not on this list, then you know what you're going to do. You're going to figure out whether or not you really want to be a part of that community. For me personally, I still make those assessments every single week, and I'm always looking for amazing projects, especially projects that have not yet got the full recognition that they deserve, that I can join and become an early member of those communities and help those communities to grow and become eventually legendary. So as we round out, Mr. Logan Landers, let me think, uh, as you look at this, this last you know, list here and we talk about that, um, what, are, what excites you and what, you know, what really gets your, um, your blood pumping about this 2021 um, timeline and what are you thinking about for 2022? Well, I mean, like you, like you said in the beginning and just a minute ago, all of these projects are less than one year old, less than 365 days you days old and it's absolutely insane just the potential like you mentioned the renaissance this had and the amount of just backing that it's had the communities for all of these amazing projects uh just everywhere across the world you see nft commercials now on television all over uh social media feeds and it's just crazy to think just how it's blown up so much in less than a year and just how much more momentum it's going to keep building into next year, and even into you know even to uh, later on this year in 2022, into 2023, and like you mentioned, we saw some projects on here that kind of revolutionized and helped shape how NFTs are 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 curated and how they they interact with their communities and whatnot. And I'm interested to see just which projects are also are going to be that next kind of stepping stone, right? in the sense that they help out the community even more. And, and that, that's the fun part about it. Like you mentioned, that you can go around all day, every day, and look for brand new projects, and you're never going to be able to cover every single one of them just because of how popular this has become. And, you know, like you mentioned, we're going to go back, we're going to look, and we're going to dot all of our I's, cross our T's, and see which community really speaks to us because that's the best part about it. It, 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 it should never be about a big money grab, right? And that's not what the, the, the podcast is about. Right. It's about finding a community that you like, amazing artwork, amazing people, and really sticking with it, right? And I mean, you mentioned it was just at least five years, right? I, I not whenever you said that, I thought it was kind of like a fraternity or a sorority. When you go to college, you know that you're going to like these people. They're your brothers, your sisters, your bigs, your littles, right? And they're going to be around you for a long time. And that's kind of what this is, is that you want a community that you can interact with, have a fun time, most importantly, and find some really dope artwork and everything else that entitles, you know, what NFTs are about. And that, that's what really, I think, kind of happened in 2021 and leading into 2022. It's going to be interesting, at least for me, I know for you and whoever else is listening to this, which project is going to make that next big leap that we're going to be talking about this time next year and saying that they're, you know, they're on top or they they have a hot streak going it's going to be interesting to see just how this is, how it's going to be going in such a short time and how just wildly popular it's become in really less than a year. It's insane. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It is. It's wild to think about because, you know, as I spend a lot of time in the NFT community, things we always talk about how time moves very quickly in that community. And, that you know, oh, it's it's been like, a you know, we've, we've been talking about this. It feels like for a year and it's only been like four or five days. Right. It is important to take and scooch back to that 30,000 foot view and just, yeah, keep in mind that pretty much every legendary project and we're only talking about Ethereum here. We haven't even we didn't even get into side chains or other um other NFT projects that aren't, you know, main, uh, main Ethereum based, such as Top Shot or uh, the Candy Marketplace or Wax, um, the Wax blockchain. Um, there's so many other like incredible things going on that aren't even, you know, mainstream, you know, F1 based. And this is because we're only talking about Ethereum based NFTs right here. So, yeah, no matter what aspect you talk about, we are still, let's see, if today is the 17th, we are still 11 days away from the one-year anniversary of the project that really kicked off the 2021 renaissance, which is Hash Masks. So just keep it in mind, this is so early. And so I hope that people will come back and watch this video and listen to this podcast years from now so that they can t contemporaneously get a view of what it was like to be a part of this community so early on. And here on January the 17th, 2022, as we're recording this podcast and doing this live video, we just wanted to let everybody know we are here I am the artist, Jeremiah Long, a.k.a. JL the Artist. I've got NFT Logan with me. And here in 2022, we're talking about the 2021 NFT renaissance. So as I finish out today's show and just think about what we've got coming up in this um, amazing show discussing art on the next episodes as the next few months come along, I am so deeply excited. We're going to be exploring more amazing NFT projects, ones that have already launched, ones that are about to launch, ones that are still conceptual. We're going to talk about NFT utility, what it is and what it means to have a benefit to holding and owning an NFT. And we're going to talk about technology because art is technology and technology is art to me. So when we talk about discussing art, we're going to be bringing in the amazing aspects of smart contracts and cryptography to understand how it relates to art. And we'll finally talk about generative art where you're actually using technology to create pieces of art. So we're so excited about what we have planned for you over the next few months and over the course of 2022. And just to know that Everything that we're doing is live and recorded and up on our podcast. So go back and listen to all our other episodes. And thank you so much for joining us. So thank you again so much for joining us. My name is Jeremiah Long, a.k.a. JL the Artist, and my co-host is NFT Logan. And we've been talking about the 2021 NFT timeline and how we got here in less than one year to grow into the second NFT renaissance as it begins. Please comment and let us know what you think about the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll be back on another episode of Discussing Art. 